This podcast is scheduled for one fall. Now residing in the Quad Cities, Dave in the QC. And his tag team partner from Rochester, New York, this is RJ. Today's episode is brought to you by Roan. Roan is clothing that inspires men to live healthy, strong, and free. Building best-in-class products is no easy task. In fact, it is a grueling process of trial, error, and at times, unexpected success. Roan worked tirelessly to ensure the products you ordered exceed expectations. Roan is clothing made for men for everything from the gym to the office. We are teaming with Roan and Podgo to bring you, our listeners, this exclusive offer of 25% off and a pack of three Roan polo shirts by going to podgo.co slash Roan. That's podgo.co slash R-H-O-N-E for 25% off and a pack of three polos. Roan. Clothing that helps you move forever forward. Welcome back, everybody. RJ here, the man with a magical voice. I have the honor of sitting down yet another great episode of the Ringside Rant with the man with the plan. He's Dave in the QC, the man that cuts the promos like none other. What's up, Dave? Going on, RJ? Oh, another wonderful day here in the neighborhood. Obviously, we're a little bit warmer out here in uh, Western New York than you are out in Western Illinois. I saw we were chatting before. It's supposed to be, what, negative three today with a wind chill of 21 below, I guess? Yeah. I mean, our high, they said the high today is going to be one. So there is a temperature. At that time, it's going to be negative 16. So. Yeah, you can keep. Well, we'll warm up. We'll warm up. Why not? So. Yeah, I won't leave the house today. Well, I wasn't planning on leaving the house anyways, but so a lot of good stuff from last week. We, we got another big, uh, big episode dropped uh, as we we're recording a couple of days ago. So we're looking to uh, see how we're doing. You know, we're getting a lot of, you know, a lot of good uh, responses from a lot of different people. Good, good, bad, and different. A lot of people are enjoying what we're doing. Uh, hopefully we're uh, go- going in the right direction. We're going up. So uh, it, we're doing well. How about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I might have to do one of those parental advisory explicit content. I, I, I think I, I, next time I go off on a real rant like that where I'm pissed off, but I, I'm in a lot I, better I, mood this week. So, well, that's good. That's good. Well, I I, I think uh, I, that's trademarked, I think, or something like that. So I don't know if we can get away with doing the whole parental advisory on that. So we can try, but I don't want to get a cease and desist order at my front door or something. I don't think parental advisory is trademarked. Somehow, some way, we can put some sort of parental advisory. <laughs> well, there we go. Hey, there's a uh, there's a parental thought advisory. For th- some shit's about to go down. Yeah, yeah right. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Just, just uh, that's why we put the old explicit uh, e on the uh, the episode when it drops. So, with that being said, let's go up to the ring with Mr. Rich Palladino. Ringside Rant fans, it is now time for RJ and Dave to throw down their opinions on what's hot around the world of professional wrestling, sports, and pop culture. 
and is scheduled for a 10-minute time limit. It's the opening contest. All right, Dave. So the Elimination Chamber is coming up on the 21st of February. This is the last stop before we get to WrestleMania, I believe. There may be a pay-per-view right after that. I'm not 100% sure uh, as far as the main roster goes. No, there's a pay-per-view before. Is it like Roadblock or something? Or Fastlane? Something like that. So it's a little rinky-dink one. This is the last major pay-per-view, let's say, uh, before WrestleMania. So we're going to see in the Elimination Chamber, we're going to see Drew McIntyre put his uh, title on the line uh, against uh, Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, The Miz, and Sheamus. The one thing, I don't mind this match. My only gripe on this is, doesn't Miz have a guaranteed title shot anyways with a briefcase? Why why are they putting him into the the, uh, match? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. I, I guess he's there yeah. if he wants to cash in or play some kind of angle where he doesn't show up and waits till the end or who knows. But I didn't get it either. That's the first thing I thought when they made the match. Well, the Miz is he's carrying around the briefcase. What does he need to be in the elimination chamber for? Well, right. But the thing is, though, you could also put somebody else in it because they were basically saying this was all former champions. Do you know how many champions are on the roster right now that you could probably put in there? You where's could put, Kofi? Where's Kofi? Where's Ray? Obviously, they're on different brands, but it's like, okay, even that, you can look at... Well, Kofi's on Raw, right? Oh, yeah, that is. He's on Raw. I thought he was Kofi on Kofi is on Raw. Why is Kofi not in this? Even if you do pull somebody over, you could open... You can word it some different way, saying it's all former champions from both brands from the whole company, and then you could put other people in it uh you could put christ you could even put lashley in this he's a former champion he's a former ecw champion yeah i'm surprised lashley still hasn't gotten the main event push yet it, it kind of blows my mind well especially I, with the hurt business it's I, time. St- I still think that uh they're still trying to figure out what they want with the u.s title with him if who they're gonna have him drop it to because i think it's just a matter of time before he gets uh, like you said, the heavyweight title uh, run there, the main event. He deserves it. That's that's the problem, though, with all the, the secondary titles they have now. They're they're meaningless. Yeah. So nobody being the U.S. champion back in the heyday of WCW in the early 90s, things of that nature, it was a legit accomplishment. You know, being the intercontinental champion in the WWF was an accomplishment. It meant something. The, the match that Randy Savage and – Ricky Steamboat had at WrestleMania three for the intercontinental title, you know, the intercontinental title ladder match between Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 10, that belt meant something. The intercontinental title, the United States title, these belts don't mean crap these days. It's just a piece of 10 that they wear around and it just gets passed around and it's absolutely meaningless. Well, that, so that's the problem with it. Well, they're also changing the, the, uh, the style of it all the time too. the ones that they have now are absolutely, I hate them. Stick. Why? Why did they change it? I get how as far as changing it, I know they want to do it as far as getting money, getting revenue. People are going online, buying them, whatever. Great. But the design is terrible. The United States title isn't. It's probably the best one they've come up with in recent times. I I would have liked it. Somebody did like as soon as the belt came out, somebody redid it that had blue in the flag where the stars were on that title. And it looked that much better. And I think if WWE had done that, it wouldn't be as bad, but that intercontinental title is just, it looks like some kind of weird flower or something. It's stupid. And that's just my, that's my whole thing with every WWE title. They're all look like ass now. So 
Yeah. It's either just a logo or whatever, because Vince doesn't care about anything other than his branding. So well, no, it's, and, just, and, and, it's just and, a branding. Like, oh, it's our big WWE. I mean, so what? It's dumb. You can still have a WWE logo on a regular looking championship belt. And that's why I said that, because you, you're going online. You can buy all these these belts now for hundreds of dollars and it's going right in their pocket and they're getting the revenue. They've had the best, best year to date as far as revenue, obviously with uh, you know, they're cutting back costs with the epidemic and crap, but well, yeah, they're not going anywhere. So, I right. Mean... So they're saving their money, but I just, this match, it just seems a little off to me. Uh, I think they're, it's a filler. That's the problem. It's a filler. Yeah. But they have th- to fill something, and that, that's the issue with all the pay-per-views they have now, is they're meaningless. So if you're going to have a Hell in a Cell match, there needs to be a reason for a Hell in a Cell match. Not just a pay-per-view, and we're just going to throw the main events in Hell in a Cell. It's stupid. Same kind of goes with the Elimination Chamber. Having a couple of them every year, it devalues the whole aspect of the Elimination Chamber. If you have six guys that have legit like beef going and – there's storyline around it or whatever. It makes sense. Or if there's a, an open title, you know, if, the, if the, the heavyweight championship is, you know, vacant, being having it settled inside a hell in a cell or not hell, excuse me, uh, inside of elimination chamber, it would give a reason to it. But just to have an elimin- elimination chamber match just because is stupid. And then like on SmackDown, well, Roman Reigns doesn't have to be in one. Right. Well, where's the sense in that? So some well, six other superstars have to be in one for the chance to fight Roman Reigns immediately after. Dumb. Well, I also think, especially with this raw one, I think they're setting up the fiend coming back and taking out Orton. I think they're going to set that up for WrestleMania. Me personally, I don't know how you feel about that, but I think this is going to be another way of setting something up for WrestleMania, whether it be, you know, a Hardy versus a styles or a, a Sheamus versus McIntyre. Cause they started playing with that a little bit on Raw. That I, the little bit that I saw of Raw, is they're starting to play up Sheamus versus McIntyre. When was it's, the last time Sheamus was in the the main event picture? It's been a long time. It's been a while, and I think it was I on still SmackDown. Think they're missing out. It should be. I'd like to see McIntyre and Lashley at WrestleMania. I, I think he just doesn't have the interview skills, but well, but the thing is, that's why you have the MVP there with him. Like exactly. they do. That's why they have the hurt business. I love the hurt business personally. I absolutely love yeah. uh, every, every bit of them. I see what you're saying as far as that. I don't think they're going to do it just yet. I don't know why. I think it would be a hell of a hell of a match between McIntyre and uh, Lashley. But I, I still think we're going to see now that they're starting to play off the, uh, the Sheamus and the McIntyre feud there. I think there's going to be playing that way at, uh, at Mania. And then Edge is going to go after Reigns, I think. So I think it's the, the writing seems to be on the wall with Reigns and Edge. They're doing more promos. They're doing more promos with each other or, yeah. or, or something. I just, that's my gut. But we'll have to see how this plans out because hopefully nobody will get hurt. That's, that's the other bad part of having this type of match. Uh, before WrestleMania, with especially with your champion in it, you know possibilities of him getting hurt or what have you is uh, is the possibilities are up there. So, yeah, uh, it just seems weird. I mean, yeah, I did. I don't get the whole concept of Elimination Chamber or Hell in a Cell or a TLC pay per view like they have Extreme Rules pay per views. 
it, it just doesn't the whole pay-per-view like that is just stupid it doesn't make any sense the uh last couple of weeks we've seen a lot of commotion on social medias uh more so twitter uh about the effects of the social media on the business we've seen stuff going down with alexa bliss we've seen stuff going down uh recently within the last 24 48 hours with, with uh, casey catanzaro uh, as far as pictures of her being taken uh, without a mask on. And I saw this morning, I believe it was Gary Cassidy from Inside the Ropes posted something that her account online on Twitter actually had been, has been deactivated. It's, it's sad to see this. It really is. Uh, I, I, I get the point behind of, uh, of Casey being not Max, whatever. It is what it is. But I don't know. Well, if I mean, the problem is, is everybody wants to shame bullies, talk bad about bullies mm-hmm. and bullying. What do you think people are doing to her right now? They're bullying her. I'm not, and that's why she had to deactivate everything. And it's ridiculous. It is. And she's already come out and said, I was at a restaurant. We we're with a group of friends. We took a picture. And I don't know about you, but I've been to restaurants since this pandemic started. You wear your little mask when you walk into the restaurant, if, if it's required. Mm-hmm. You sit down at your table and you take your mask off. What's the big deal? I've done it numerous times. Everybody wants to be holier than thou. And I guarantee you that the vast majority of the people that are out there making fun of her or crucifying her over this have done some of the same stuff. So it's, 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 a, it's a monkey see, monkey do type world. But everybody wants to play like they're perfect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, you're, you're on a computer or a cell phone or whatever on your social media. And you're hiding behind that so you can post what you want and you can live in your own little perfect little bubble that you think you're in. But nobody's perfect. And I guarantee you that just because you, you want to crucify somebody for putting out a video last year about wear your mask, you know, the start of this pandemic and all that. And then now you want to crucify them for going out on New Year's Eve and not being masked up the whole time or whatever. Get over yourself. You guys are ruining everything. It's pretty sad when she has to come out and say that too, because a lot of people, I, I know how New York is. I don't know how Illinois is, but like you said, you get into the restaurant, you wear your mask, you sit down and you, uh, you can unmask because you're family first and foremost, if not, you're familiar with these people. And then even the servers that are coming over are wearing masks. So it's like, I just think people want to make more out of it than it actually is. Uh, don't get me wrong. I get the point behind everything that's going on with this pandemic. I get it. Everybody think, always wants to shame somebody. Exactly. And I and think it it's blown out of proportion. No. And the whole, so this whole Alexa Bliss thing, I don't know if you saw anything about this. Yeah, it's creepy. I mean, Not talking I mean, about you thinking a celebrity looks good Yeah, or something like that. That's one thing. That's but, one thing. But when you start being legit stalkish. And she's creepy, calling out her mother, too. And, Did you see that? Exactly. Stuff like that. That's weird. You know, like what happened with Sonia Deville earlier this year with somebody going yeah. to her house, things yeah. like that. That's a big time. No, no. And you have mm-hmm. these wrestlers now that are having to put out statements of don't send me fan mail to my house and things of that nature. Like people are ridiculous. This is nuts. Well, that's the same. You need stuff. to understand that. Like everybody has this, this weird, you know, you get this like weird, like fetish in your mind that if this celebrity meets you, they'll fall in love with you or something and it's 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 weird. Oh, it's it been is like that since I mean it's been like that since there were celebrities. The stars went through this back, you know, way earlier in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 
seventies, eighties, but see now it's, it's easier for people to communicate with them because you can do it right online and you're all right there, but it's weird. And, and people just don't understand. There's a lot of lonely people out there that are mentally screwed up in the head, mm-hmm. you know, and that's one of the scary things about social media. So that's, that's one of the reasons why I don't go out and post a lot of really personal type stuff on social media because it's, there's, there's weirdos out there. Well, they're I don't always... need somebody harassing my wife or my children. I don't play those games. Right. So th- that's not going to happen, but I'm not a celebrity or anything like that, but yeah, you, know, yeah, you are. Come on. Yeah, you are. Of, I've posted a, I've posted a picture of my wife. Everybody knows what my wife looks like, but I've had people make some pretty inappropriate comments or something like that. And it's, it's things like, I guarantee you, you wouldn't say that shit to my face. Well, they're smarter than that. Well, well, let's hope they're smarter than that. <laughs> so, so why do you think it's appropriate? If you won't say it to my face, why do you think it's appropriate to say it online? Because I don't get write away anything online that I won't say to your face. You'll, some some people have to learn the hard way with that, though. But I think they're just hiding behind a, a keyboard or phone or whatever. But I, this stuff's got to stop. And this isn't the first time his other co- account got uh, suspended. Uh, he made another one. Uh, and still went after her. And it's just going to be a matter of time before, I think it's going to be a matter of time before something happened with Sonia Deville. And it's sad to say that until, you know, the authorities do something about it. And that's the sad part. Something that's not a sad part with our last uh, topic of the segment, who has been your most monumental individual in the wrestling business? Me personally, I have to say it's a tie between either uh, Pat Patterson or uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard. Uh, both have really done a lot for the business on different levels, on different uh, aspects, one being a trainer and one being a guy behind the scenes and in-ring. What do you think? I'd have to go something like either a Hulk Hogan or a Vince McMahon. And as much as it pains me to say it these days, when it comes, especially when it comes to Vince McMahon. Right because of the product and everything he's putting out is so bad, but you know, he built wrestling to be mainstream with Hulk Hogan in the eighties. And what he did is nothing short of incredible. So do I agree with all of his principles and tactics and everything? No, it just like now it kind of sucks that he does things to hurt competition instead of building up the wrestling business. So if he's got the opportunity to do something to hurt AEW, he will. But for what reason? It doesn't make any reason as to why to do that. In the 80s, you know, the vision that he had in, in making wrestling mainstream, it really worked. And he created a monster with Hulk Hogan. And whether you like Hulk Hogan personally or not, I'm not talking about the, the person. I'm talking about the wrestling star Hulk Hogan. That's to, to this day is still the biggest name in wrestling history. So you might have The Rock might be a little bit more famous now because of the Hollywood and going to movies and things of that nature. But when you ask somebody, anybody in the world, you know, my parents, they don't watch wrestling, never have, never will, hate it. It's fake. It's stupid, blah, blah, blah. You ask anybody that knows anything about wrestling or not, not a damn thing. Every single one of them will know who Hulk Hogan is. Yeah, And that's the fact, that's the fact of the matter. And that's the reason why, Hulk Hogan is a bigger name than Ric Flair. Not everybody knows who Ric Flair is. Everybody knows who Hulk Hogan is. But that, and that's one of those things too, that a lot of people don't realize is when you think wrestling, you're going to think 
of uh, of Hulk Hogan before Ric Flair, unfortunately. Ric Flair had better matches, things of that nature, diff- you know, cut different types of promos. Hulk Hogan cut the cartoony promos, being that, you know, WWF at the time was different than the NWA. And, you know, the way they ran things, the way they did business, it was different. But the name Hulk Hogan is synonymous with wrestling. We're going to go up uh, to the ring with Mr. Rich Palladino for our rants and raves. It is now time for Rants and Raves. Thanks to Rich for that. And uh, Dave, my favorite segment of the show, as I always say every week, but this is where we get the sound off a little bit. Time for Rants and Raves. Uh, My first one of the week, we touched on it briefly last episode. Best movie trilogies of all time. I love movies, I'll tell you. And and I I don't take what other people say into consideration at all when it comes to movies. Somebody might say, you know, oh, that movie's terrible. These movies suck. Siskel and Ebert back in the day, blah, blah, blah. I go to watch a movie to be entertained and to have fun. You know, I, I enjoyed the Transformers franchise. I didn't think it was, I mean, it could have been better, obviously, but I enjoyed it. It was good. They were good movies. Uh, I thought the G.I. Joe movies absolutely sucked. When it comes to trilogies, I would have to say probably my two favorite trilogies are Back to the Future and then the whole Dark Knight, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. That's probably my absolute favorite movie trilogy. Those are three awesome movies. Yeah, I knew you were going to go Back to the Future. I put Back to the Future down. Obviously, you probably saw it in the notes, but Back to the Future, whenever it's on, I'm always watching it regardless. (laughs) It's one of those movies, like we said last week, like Shawshank Redemption. When it's on, I'm watching it. Yeah, I Uh, love Back to the Future. and And, And I'm one of the weird ones that I would kind of like to see a remake of the three Back to the Futures. But with the same guy, we, we, we not going to be able to have Michael J. Fox and... Uh, not with the same guys. A well, I'm just saying, I don't just, know. <laughs> I mean, just a remake, I think that'd be fun. Who'd you put, who'd you put in it, though? Who I would like be... the one they did, who, the, uh, the kid that plays Spider-Man right now. Okay. I don't even know who that is. And Robert Downey Jr., they did one. As Doc Brown? Yeah. That's interesting. It was like a it was like a parody thing they did, and it actually looked pretty cool. And it's kind yeah. of you know I'd kind of like to see that all over again. Okay, we're gonna timestamp this, so whenever it comes out, we want to ask for some. Well, you can ask for royalties. <laughs> I'm like, it wasn't my idea. <laughs> I would like to see it. I, I know yeah. a lot of people don't like remakes, and I don't like remakes where they change stuff up or anything like that. Like, if you're gonna do a remake, remake the movie as is, and let's roll with it. Right, because I think they're trying to do that with uh, with the Godfather, which was my favorite trilogy, uh, other than Back to the Future was Godfather trilogy. Well, I know try- they talked about remaking Scarface, or was it Scarface? I, it was either Godfather or Scarface. I know they're trying to remake it. Uh, I heard, I heard that there, there's a there's a Scarface remake in the works with Michael B. Jordan as Scarface now. Interesting. So hey, if if it works, hey, if. If it's something that looks good and it comes off as a decent, decent film, I'm all for it. But well, people get mad, you know, like, oh, you remake all the classics or blah, 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 blah. Half the movies out there are remade. They're all the same shit. Yeah. Just different. St- it's, just, it's the same uh, backstory. Right. So, I mean, it, but it, there's so many movies like you go watch a, a love story. Mm-hmm. Oh, two people meet. They don't like each other. They fall in love. They break up. They get back together. The end. Or it's an action movie. People meet, 
they fight crime. There's lots of blowing up and explosions. The bad guys have the edge, and then the good guys overcome it at the end. Well, you saying the love- all the same plot in all the movies. Well, you're saying saying love story. It's basically what the Hallmark Channel is. That's Every Christmas story that women watch over <laughs> Christmas, they meet, they fall in love, they break up, and they get right back together before Christmas. Well, see, the, the, I make it as a uh, during Christmas time. My wife, I'm, I don't know about how if your wife watches them too, but the, basically the Hallmark uh, Christmas story. Uh, movies every time i said okay let me see the beginning i don't even need to see the whole thing oh they got together didn't they she looked at me she's like yeah i'm like well why do you watch it i don't know it, but but it's the same aspect of why do you watch wrestling you know what's going to happen or you have that or you have a good idea of what's going to happen How, why do you watch it i don't know so it's the well, same it's like stuff people are like oh wrestling's fake so is superman bitch you know, <laughs> so, so are these so, soap operas too. It's, exactly. It's you all think these all soap these operas. TVs, hate to break it to you. Even reality TV ain't real. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> Those are the three. You, you, you can even think about uh, uh, what was the other one? Oh, crap. I can't even think of it now. I meant to write it down, but I forgot. It was with, uh, oh, Lord of the Rings. That's another never good seen. one. Or uh, you that can go kind of nerdy. Never seen yeah. Lord of the Rings. Never seen Harry Potter. I'm not a nerd. Well, that's iconic movies or trilogies, but you could even go like the original Lost Star Wars. See, I'll watch Star Wars or whatever, but I'm not into Star Wars. I'm not naming my kids C-3PO or any of that weird shit. Well, no, I, I, I only okay do it. okay movies. Yeah. I only do it because my son's all about the new Star Wars, like BB-8 and all that stuff. I get that. Well, but I it's just like... watched the first episode of Mandalorian the other night. It's good stuff, isn't it? So I got I to gotta watch those because everybody keeps talking about how good it is but like star wars is like it's always just been another movie to me it's never been like yeah. oh my god star wars it's life-changing to me or anything but like i never got into star trek or any of that crap either i just i just got into it because that's what i grew up on that's what my dad and my uncle got into because they they lived through it the original three so that's i got all those hand-me-down star wars toys and all that stuff and the figures so uh that's what i played with as a kid i do but... know that i got a lot of funny looks back in it was like what year did the fourth or it was the, the first one with Jar Jar Binks, you know, back in 90, 98, 99 time frame. Oh, the, the new version of it. Yeah. We went and saw that like the second day it came out. I saw it too. And then, you know, there was like people dressed up and all that weird crap. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so then I talked, so I talked some buddies in, so we waited. It was like a month and a half, two months after the movie released. And then we went to the movies one day dressed up. <laughs> Hey, if it works, why not, man? Just hey, to, just to dress up and get get the laughs, get the looks. I mean, because you know, you go and we went and saw it, and you're looking at certain people. You're like, uh, yeah, this this guy's never gonna score. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, so we it just this random thought popped in my head like halfway through the movie. I'm like, we should all come back and see this in like a month and dress up like these nerds and see what happens. see what happens, right? <laughs> I'm no doubt about that. So, Dave, what's our uh, next topic? All right, topic number two, Bill Watts became the executive vice president of WCW in 1992. During his tenure, he implemented new rules such as no jumping off the top rope and removing the pad around ringside. I guess that re- removing the pad around ringside is not really a rule, but. He did it. What's your thought on the Bill Watts time in WCW? So I d- actually went back and I did a lot of research on this, as you saw. Uh, I had a lot to say about this. It- it's. The dude lost over a million dollars before he sold the UWF to uh, NWA uh, Mid-Atlantic and Jim Crockett and the Crockett family, thus becoming JCP, then later on becoming 
WCW had a chance to come back. And then that never really materialized to anything. It's just a fact. He very well may be a nice guy or whatever. I never really liked him just because of poor business decisions as far as booking himself into being the EVP and basically booking his sons into storylines that, quite frankly, they shouldn't have been in. Uh, and then if, if you listen to Eric Bischoff's uh, podcast, you can get the many, many reasons why. And you get the thought process behind it. You know, obviously, when in 1992, I was 11 years old, turned 11, late 1992. You don't understand it. And then even with really knowing too much about the business and who was running things at that time, you're going back and watching it later on in life. I remember watching this, you know, when I got before the WWE network, it was, uh, we got WWE 24 seven. I had Verizon Fios as my internet and cable when I was in Tampa. Mm -hmm. And I, I, the only reason I switched to Verizon Fios is because they had WWE 24 seven and I got it. And then they started running old shows and you'd see things. And then, you know, the Eric Watts pops up and then you start watching these old shows and you're like, what the hell ever happened to that guy? You know, he came in, he was, I don't think he ever really won a title or anything, but he was pushed to the moon for a year or so. And then he completely disappeared off the face of the earth. And then, you know, you start to figure out as you get, you know, more into the weeds, especially now with the, the, the access that we have to the information with the Eric Bischoff's and the Bruce Pritchard's and those podcasts. And you're like, holy crap, that's why Eric Watts was pushed. Or, or you start to understand how Dustin Rhodes got such a huge push at such an early age because Dusty was the booker. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes me wonder now, like, how was there not like a mutiny on their hands with some of these established stars? Because I would be losing my mind if I thought that, you know, I'd been in the business, I'd drawn money, I'd done whatever, I'm in WCW or whatever the case may be, and I'm now being pushed down the card and, you know, for the likes of young 21, 22-year-olds that are still wet behind the ears that are being pushed because of who their daddy is. Right. Like, I, I don't think I, I don't think I'd make it. I think I'd end up getting fired because I do something stupid. Well, and, and, you, and you start to understand that. Yeah. But you can also look at this too. On the other side of it is with Bill Cowboy, Bill Watts, he wanted the 1970s and 1990s and it just wasn't working. He thought that he could get it over. He thought that it would 1970s style wrestling would work in 1992. I, I get the whole aspect. That's, of, that's another one that I remember. And this question yeah. popped in my head. You know, as a, as a kid watching this, yeah, you're watching Brian Pillman face Scotty Flamingo for the WCW light heavyweight championship. Mm-hmm. What do lightweights do in wrestling? They're high flyers, the vast majority of them. And they weren't doing it. And in WCW, they weren't allowed to jump off the top rope. What do yeah. you mean they're not allowed to jump off the top rope? That's what these guys, his name is Flying Brian, for Christ's sake. <laughs> right. And he's not allowed to jump off the top rope. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's up there with the, you can't dump somebody over the top rope in the NWA WCW time. Right. Why? You literally have battle royals where the, the way you win is by throwing everybody out over the top rope. But in a regular match, if you throw somebody out over the top rope, you're disqualified. It makes zero sense. Well, and, and it's also one of the, you could look at it too, is 
that if you didn't go along with what he wanted or what he said to do, he would intimidate you, put the money in front of you and dangle in front of you and say, hey, you either do it or you get out. And it's like, I get it now looking at it now. I get that part. But it's like then it's like, what are you trying to do? You're trying to make a good pro- or decent product, a good product. And, you know, you're intimidating these people, which isn't right. Well, I'm pretty sure that's why the Steiners left WCW for the WWF. And went to, and went to WWF and Steiner didn't play his games. And, and I don't think too many people would. Well, no. And yeah. that's what I think somebody finally, like you said, Scott Steiner finally stuck up for people and they saw that. But yeah, it just, it's know. just mind blowing, though. You know, you, you look at, at the rules that were implemented and you're just thinking, like, who the hell would ever think that's a good rule? Apparently somebody did. That's why they gave him the job. But as we saw in the last few weeks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are your Super Bowl champions. Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, I got that out of my system. So we saw Tom Brady. They actually did a uh, parade, I guess you could call it, on the uh, on boats in Tampa, which I thought was inter- an interesting concept. I, it's, if you're from Tampa, that's pretty normal. Yeah. They do a lot of cool stuff down there on boats we had the 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 red bull flutog there mm-hmm. and that was one of the most fun things i've ever seen it's like people made these like makeshift airplanes and they would try to see who could fly them the far furthest and it's it was done over tampa bay mm-hmm. so everybody goes out on boats and you tie up and party all day long and you watch this and it, so every february we have what's called as gasparilla so Gasparilla is when Tampa celebrates the invasion of the pirates. So every year they have a big boat shindig for Gasparilla. Then they have the Gasparilla parade. They have a kids parade and then they have the, the legit Gasparilla parade. And it's like Mardi Gras. So it's complete awesome fun. But a lot of it starts on boats big boat parades and things of that nature before it breaks down into the streets and it does like Mardi Gras type style. And so this is just a, another form of what would look like the Gasparilla boat parade. Uh, Gasparilla is probably a little, it's a little bit bigger, more attended. And the, you know, obviously this was done on a Wednesday afternoon. So, but that's the kind of things you do down in the South. So the mayor said you couldn't have a regular parade. So they took it to the boats and it looks like they had one hell of a good time. And I I so hate that we didn't book our trip to go down. Because right. my wife, right before the Super Bowl, started looking at flights and was like, you know what, let's just fly down and go. And we were going to fly down Saturday. Super Bowl was going to be on Sunday. And the reason we didn't go is because we couldn't return back home till Wednesday. And she didn't want the kids to miss three days of school. Right. Although they ended up getting sick this past week anyway and missed school. So it didn't really matter. But so we missed three days of, or so she didn't want them to miss three days of school and everything. And then we'd have gone down there and then I would have stayed. There's no way I would have come back the day of the parade because I would have been a part of that. Right. And that just stinks that like, oh, man, we should have gone. And she gets every day. She's like, oh, yeah, I thought about booking a trip to just fly down to your mom's house or whatever. And I didn't do it. Didn't do it. I'm thinking, man, we should just. One of these days, let's just do it. You know, I mean, we like to travel. It's what we do. So mm-hmm. I wish I'd have been down there for it. I hate that I missed it because they won the Super Bowl the last time and I was in Kuwait getting ready for the invasion of Iraq. So I didn't get to celebrate that one either. 
Of course, right. they'd win it now when I'm stuck up here in frozen hell of Illinois. <laughs> so I, I, I said that to say this. We saw, obviously, it's gone viral. Brady had a lot more fun than he probably should have, and he's being basically walked out of the uh, off the boat and whatever. What do you he's, mean more fun than he should have? Was he driving the boat? Well, no, I didn't say that. Then he's good. People need to back up. Yeah, I know. All these more, more of those social justice warriors on social media that are worried about what somebody else is doing. Tom Brady got drunk. So you ain't never been drunk. You never celebrate anything, gone out and have fun. So just like the, the, the guy who created the Lombardi trophy, his daughter wants to piss and moan that Tom Brady tossed the trophy from one boat to another. I, I, I get I'll be it the first to admit that I'm I'm not a big Tom Brady fan. I didn't want Tom Brady in Tampa. Right. That was the most boss move ever. I absolutely loved it. Loved watching that trophy fly. And that's just the celebration, and the fun these guys are having. And they're living in the moment. If you know anything about hockey and the Stanley Cup, what do you think that thing goes through? The players get to keep it. I don't want to know what happens to it. <laughs> And the Stanley Cup's been repaired and fixed and broken and fixed again yeah. more times than you could ever believe. And I don't see anybody whining about it. It's a trophy. If it breaks or it gets lost, guess what? You can replace it. I have a quote coming from Loring. I want to say it's Kroos is her last name. C-R-O-H-S. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing it. I'm pretty sure she's not listening to this anyways. But this comes from thescore.com. She says, it just upset me that this trophy was disgraced and disrespected by being thrown as if it was a real football, she said. I have a big history of this trophy being made by my father, and it's such an honor. And I know all the craftsmen that made it when my dad was there, was there also at Tiffany's, and it takes a lot of hard work. All right, so I get that. I get Guess that. what, I- Karen? It also <laughs> takes a lot of hard work to win the damn thing. You win it, you can do what you want with it. If it gets broken, destroyed, or lost, you can replace it. Job security. Somebody else will make another one. It'll be okay. I don't think your dad's rolling in his grave because the Vince Lombardi trophy was thrown from one boat to another. Relax, Karen. I I see both sides of this. I really do. I think she's just trying to make more out of it than actually is for first and foremost. And I pretty much... Somebody's always got to have something to bitch about. That's well, it. That's People what, just can't ever be happy. Just be that, happy. That's what Always got to be something is. to bitch about. That's what social media is, though. Dave, what's our next topic? Tag team wrestling has been lost in the shuffle, per se, until AEW came about. Who's your favorite tag team of all time, and who's your favorite current tag team? Favorite tag team of all time. I go near and dear to my heart's the Heart Foundation. Uh, oh, shut your face. You shut up. Brett, the Hitman Hart, legitimately one of the best wrestlers of all time. Jim, the Anvil Nightheart. Hey, if you have a nickname like the Anvil, you're a badass. Uh, and then my current favorite tag team, uh, without uh, without question, is it, it, they grew on me. I, I didn't like them right off the bat, but it was a new day. I just think that, with, especially with the new day, they bring so many different aspects of the the business to the forefront, they can be the faces of the company. Uh, they can, they're great workers in the ring. Any incarnation, whether any th- three of combination of the three of them, been a big fan of all three of them since day one, since they've been in the company uh, and, and outside the company as well with uh, Xavier Woods being in TNA. 
as consequences creed new day you can't really disparage them from their work there's not really too many other tag teams out there that are legitimate tag teams outside of, outside of me, a handful outside of a handful of course these but. days I'm, I'm a huge fan of street profits the only bad thing about street profits is is they got called up to the quote-unquote main roster so we don't really get to see legit tag team matches from them anymore like we got in nxt when they won the nxt tag team championships in that ladder match the tv shows to follow that was fun to watch i love the street profits i think montez ford is a great interview he seems like a, a good guy in real life as well and i absolutely love any watching anything with street profits because i think they are just absolute money of all time this tag team shits all over the Hart Foundation because they're demolition. That right there is the greatest tag team of all time. Well, I, I could put f- uh, face paint on my face, and I could be a good tag team too. Now nah, you'd come out more like well, the powers of pain, probably just be a pain to watch you. Yeah, demolition. I see. What, I see. I see. I see what you did there. It's a nice play with what playing words there. I see what you did. <laughs> like I said, there's a handful out there. I just. It'll always be an argument, and this is probably going to be a topic coming up too. Is you know, demolition was always a road warriors knockoff, uh, or the road warriors were a demolition knockoff, whatever way you want to look at it. How was the pain where the road warrior knockoff? Well, and then you had the ascension later on. <laughs> in and NXT. So that's what's weird is the ascension was pushed to the moon, they were a great tag team in yeah. NXT, and then came to the main roster and were Fizzled pushed up. real big, and then Vince just tired of them, and away well, they went. Well, you can say that's the same- whole thing is. is I mean, look, your your tag team champions right now on SmackDown are Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Who's not a true tag team. Together. Yeah. Bobby Roode, both of them should be singles wrestlers and damn near in the main event. Should be. We saw what Bobby Roode could do in TNA and well, in we, NXT. We, and NXT, yeah. But we also saw, excuse me, a team like uh, you brought up the Ascension, American Alpha. They were excellent tag team in NXT. They come up to the main roster and first thing he does, break them apart. Exactly. And it's like, and then he got to shorty G bullshit with yep. Chad Gable. And then, and then obviously with, uh, who's the other dude? Uh, angles, angles, quote unquote, son, uh, Jordan, Jason Jordan. He, he had a neck injury. So obviously he couldn't, he's an agent now, but he's, uh, it's a shame because you get these tag teams, there's no pure tag teams in on the main roster anymore. Really? You can, you can count them on one hand. Yeah. Long gone are the good days. You know, the British Bulldogs, the heart foundation, demolition, the killer bees, the fabulous Rojus, the rockers. Edge and Christian Hardy's anymore, Dudley's. It's, it sucks. It's you, just, you can name anything after that incarnation there in the two thousands with the Hardys and the Dudley's and the edge and Christian. There wasn't anything else they were thrown together. Well, after about, it was about 95, 94, 95 is when it really, shit the bed and then mm-hmm. it got good when they gave us you know we had at one point the new age outlaws the hardys edge and christian the dudleys the apa you know all at the same time but it's brutal now no doubt about that so what's our last topic for so i was watching some old wcw this week it just hit me in your opinion who had the worst rapper gimmick in wrestling history so i had to think a lot about this because I don't remember too many of them. So I had to Google it. And uh, I came up with a guy that is legend. His name is legendary in this, in the wrestling business. Uh, Ray Gordy, AKA Jesse from Jesse and Festus, AKA slam master J. I don't know what, 
let's 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 pause for a second. Let's hear a Slam Master J rap. Yo, 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 yo. It's your boy Jesse, aka Jeezy. You know, Jeezy. No, up no, in your no. house, but not too cheesy. Cheesy. A little too sick, but not too sneezy. Sneezy. Down and dirty on the floor, but not too greasy. Greasy. What the? Jeezy. No, 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 no. We heard that from Ray Gordy, Slam Master J, and that's why he's on this list. With the Gordy name is synonymous in this business. Uh, from his father, Terry Bam Bam Gordy to him, to his sister, Miranda Gordy, who's still wrestling. Uh, she's, she wrestled for uh, Thunder Rose's promotion down there in Texas, uh, Mission Pro. It was a shame. At this time when he was doing this gimmick, it was just absolutely, it's like, really? You're going to put this guy in this gimmick? Obviously, he was put in a bad gimmick to begin with, with Slam or with uh, Jesse, with Jesse and Festus, with uh, Luke Gallows, but... It's like, come on, man. You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. But he tried to make it work. It didn't work. And, you know, he's now, I don't know what he's doing now, but obviously he's not wrestling anymore. So, so I take it you completely forgot about PN News from, from WCW. WCW. I absolutely forgot about him. <laughs> Do you not remember Pundit, that fat clown? Now that Good you're, Lord. Now that you're, now I got to Google him now that you mentioned that. Let's, because, let's send it up to, let's send it up to the ring real quick. For a good PN News rap. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. Listen to this. A rap master, PN News. Preparing to rap to Everybody us. Everybody say ho! Ho, ho! Oh, we got Santa Claus here today. The posse's yelling ho, because they know I'll steal the show. And burn this house to the ground. Rock the beat and hit the sound. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo! I mean, he literally looked like a big circle with legs, just a chubby, (laughs) (laughs) almost like the bad guy in Sonic, you know, the cartoon one, not Jim Carrey from the movie, but the the Sonic cartoon or video game. Yeah, I know. No, I I know what you mean. Yeah. I don't remember the guy's name, but just a fat circle with legs. That's PN News. This guy sucked. And and I think his wrestling might have been worse than his rapping, if that is even possible. I, I don't you know. You guys out there, we'd possible. like to hear from you. Who do you think had the worst rapper gimmick in wrestling history? We'll throw it up on the poll. Coming up uh, when this drops, we'll throw it up on a poll and see who's the worst rapper gimmick of all time. Let's go up to the ring with Mr. Rich Palladino. The following contest is scheduled for 10 minutes and revolves around you. It's listener questions. Hey guys, Palm Water Dave here. Got a question for you. With Conrad's recent acquisition of ring used belts and memorabilia, it's really become a huge discussion amongst all the um, message boards. My question to y'all were if anything was available and expense wasn't an issue, what would your Holy Grail wrestling collectible items be? Thanks. Big thanks to Pond Water Dave for that uh, for that question. A lot lot to think about with this uh, with this question, Dave. Uh, what do you what's your go what what's your go to with this stuff? I think I think now after just talking about PN News, 
my most sought after wrestling memorabilia is now a signed PN News singlet. <laughs> Are you serious? Actually, I'd, I'd rather watch paint dry than even own that. Oh, I'm we, we've talked about this before. The Big Eagle is my favorite title belt, and then the Winged Eagle is my second favorite title belt. And I would really like a signed, legit ring worn winged eagle title signed by Hulk Hogan. And I'd really like a big eagle signed by Steve Austin. I think those would be pretty, pretty neat pieces of memorabilia to have, but legit ones. I don't want like some crap replicas or anything from Pakistan or anything like that. But my problem is my wife's mean when it comes to money and she's never going to let me spend that kind of money on anything. So Somebody was trying to get me to buy a Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jay-Z and Paulie were trying to get me to buy a Tampa Bay Buccaneers title belt a couple years ago, and it was it was like $2,000 or something. Jesus My Christ. wife's having no part of that, man. She's just she's not fun when it comes to the memorabilia, although I have a ton of it. Okay, yeah, I can see right behind you. <laughs> just, not, just not a lot of the crazy expensive pieces. I do have some, some stuff that's pretty costly, but... Yeah. If I ever spent over a thousand dollars or anything like that, I because I told my friends, you know, I've, I've never been a big Brady fan, and I said, you know, if Brady wins the Super Bowl, then I'll buy some Brady memorabilia. So I looked, he's doing a signing. I looked the other day, and the cheapest piece of Brady memorabilia you can buy from this signing is an eight by ten, and it's sixteen hundred dollars. Holy hell! And so I'm gonna have to renege on that. There's no way I'm spending sixteen hundred dollars on a signed eight by ten. I don't give a shit who signed it. Yeah, so, I, I'm not paying that either. Nah, but it just—it's great. I mean, I would, I would spend a couple grand for a, a nice Michael Jordan piece or something like that. But yeah, I but that's worth it, though. You know, I that's... was a big, big, huge Jordan fan, though. I, I like Brady a lot more now since he threw the Lombardi Trophy from one boat to another. That was one of the most pimp things I've ever seen. I don't know. It's uh, some some under some good Undertaker stuff. Like I said before, I'd really like a signed, like a legit urn from the undertaker right that'd be pretty neat but i mean the title belts are where it's at i don't care like i to me i think it's weird like people getting signed wrestling trunks and stuff like that that's that's weird a a boot would be cool but it'd have to be something hulk hogan i have a signed shirt from him but it'd be hulk hogan or steve austin or undertaker one of those three because those are my top three so i actually did a lot of i i put a lot of thought into this too when uh when we got this question from Pondwater Dave, and this is more of a dedication to uh, to Pondwater Dave because I know he'd pop for for this for my aspect of it. If if money was no option, I would want to get a heavyweight title, a I, the IC title, and the tag titles from the year I was born, which was 1984. Put it in, I, I don't know about a shadow box or maybe it'd just be kind of like in a stand-up case mm-hmm. and get a macho man Randy Savage robe. Put that, put the belts, one on each shoulder, one around the waist, and then get one of the turnbuckle pads from that time frame and put that with that as well. So put that on like one side of the room and the other side of the room, get like the big gold or the 10 pounds of gold. Uh, from 84 with the TV title and the tag titles. But with that, put a Ric Flair robe with that. Same sort of thing on the shoulders, around the waist, what have you. And then get an NWA WCW 
turnbuckle pad, uh, something like that, that has some sort of marking on it. So you know that that's what it is. Uh, Cause I'm pretty sure the NWA had uh, their logo on the, on their turnbuckle pads. Right. I don't even remember. I'll have to Google it. But anyways, have you seen Pondwater Dave's setup that he has? Yeah, I, he actually showed it to me once when it's uh, incredible. When I had if him, you on guys the- haven't seen it. You don't know what we're talking about. Get on Twitter and follow Pondwater Dave. It's at Pond P O N D Water Dave. And he'll follow be in him the- on Twitter. Yeah, he'll be in the uh, the description right here on Twitter uh, when the show drops. Some insane memorabilia, and his setup is awesome. And he's got another one coming out too. He's he's good bringing one to uh, show and tell. For yep. uh, Sad News Bears, I yep. believe it. I forgot what what title was it. I can't remember off the top of my head now that he was bringing. Was it? I know it was NWA something, or was it AWA? I don't remember. I thought it was WCCW. I can't. I can't oh, it might have been WCCW too, because I, I know he's a big Von. Because I know he's a big Von Von Eric Mark. Yeah, check it out. And uh, he's an absolute great follow because he's always doing a lot of stuff and coming up. If you're not part of uh, Ad Free Shows, I'll shill it right now. He's actually. I don't know if you saw this last episode of sad news bears but he's actually lost a bet that uh he bet that cam newton would get more wins than tom brady and he lost obviously so he said he was actually going to wear a dress and makeup on the next sad news bears what a dummy well hey at least, hey go big or go home i guess That's with right. him you know, if you're going to you know what, he's falling through with it. Good for but him. He's a man's man. He's a man. Yep. He's, he, he'll stick with his bat. I and love I, Pondwater. I love talking to him, texting him, sending him DMs, things like that. He's a good dude. I can't wait till this pandemic craps over with so we can get back some of these shows and get and down he there. And I can actually meet up for the first time because we've never actually met in person. So, well, yeah, neither, neither have we. But no, I had him on the show a couple, couple months ago too. And, but yeah, just if you're, into the old WCCW, check him out on Twitter there. But big thanks to uh, to Pondwater Dave uh, for that for that question. Hopefully, we did it justice. Hopefully, and uh, it's one of those types of uh, conversations, Dave, that you can really have whatever you could put whatever into it. It's main event time, Dave, and I'm pretty sure it's my turn this week because after you cut that great promo last week, take a little time just to reiterate just the amount of thanks amount of reaction that we've gotten for for the show since we we started this new format since we brought you in uh just absolutely fantastic the response we've gotten from uh, a handful of people if you want to hear certain things certainly let us know uh whether it's most likely will be on twitter most uh, most often between me at underscore ringside rant and uh and or dave if only positive things to dave because you don't want to set him off uh he's oh, at- no give me your stuff just gonna be a <laughs> dick about it come on i had to poke the bear a little bit come <laughs> on uh but yeah just thanks to, to everybody that has has listened that has given us advice constructive criticism still you can go over and follow us on twitter follow us on instagram you can subscribe wherever you get podcasts, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Uh, coming soon, coming soon to, to uh, Spreaker as well. So uh, as well as uh, the boys over at Full Press Coverage, uh, you can find us over there as well. Download their app. Very thrilled that this new 
format has gotten such a great response as it has. Not to say that it's not going to get any better. Like I said, if anybody wants to hear one thing more than another or doesn't want to hear one thing, certainly let us know. Uh, we're here to uh, try to do the best job we possibly can and make this show as best as it possibly can be. Uh, you could also check out the uh, the merchandise uh, a store as well at ringsiderant.whatforapparel.com. Check it out. We got everything over there. I know it's quite, quite cold this time of the year, wherever anybody is pretty much. The whole country's cold. So head over there, get a hoodie, keep yourself warm. Uh, and then obviously once uh, the weather breaks, we got your tank tops, t-shirts, what have you. Everything's over there. We got masks over there as well. So you can support the show that way. I'm enough on my rant day for the week. I pretty much am lost for words at this point. So believe it or not, I know it's impossible for me to be lost for words, but we'll have to uh, <laughs> go, go from there. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like, RJ, would you shut up? Shut up. Yeah. Mo- most, most times just ask my <laughs> wife. We'll just leave it at that because I, I never know when she's <laughs> if she's listening or what when she's listening. She very rarely listens. But uh, Dave, you got anything? If not, we'll uh, close shop. Nope, I'm good. Go Bucks. All right, guys. Thanks for listening this week. Uh, tune in next week to the Ringside Rant. Make sure you tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies, tell your coworkers, tell the guys next door, tell the guy at the grocery store to subscribe to the Ringside Rant wherever you get your great podcast and join us right here on the ringside rant next week in ranters nation.